0: What an iconic moment in TV history.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Riverdale Recap Podcast. Today, we'll be talking about the second episode of Riverdale Season 5, The Preppy Murders. I'm Mary Kwiatkowski, and I am joined, as always, by my sweet, innocent baby sister, Kirsten <laughs> McInnes. Kirsten, how's it going this morning?
0: Honestly, I will just own that. Yeah, I am the baby of this podcast. I, I am baby. I am younger.
1: It's fine. You're the one who gets your notes hand-fed <laughs> to you. <laughs> Before I'm baby. You're like oh, the airplane of notes is coming. <laughs> Open wide. Open wide. Do you feel like? <laughs> would you classify yourself as like a baby spice or like which spice girl were you?
0: So I was the youngest in my family, and I'm blonde. So I was of course baby spice. Yes, all I can the see time. That. Um, I had the white platform sneakers. I had the baby spice Barbie doll. I was always baby spice. Were who were, were you? Like what? Like sporty spice, ginger spice?
1: I think I was ginger spice. I'm not really sure. My my older sister and my cousin used to play. Laura always wanted to be Baby Spice, even though she wasn't the youngest. And then my cousin always wanted to be posh. And then they were just like, you can be Ginger. And now that I'm like, why Ginger, though? I'm the- well, you, you have like a light reddish tone to your hair. Sometimes, but I don't know why that was like, I didn't have any say in the matter. They weren't like, Mary, you can pick from these three that are left. They were like, nope. Your ginger, it's like okay, all well, right. Well,
0: ginger was like one of the more popular ones. She was like the so leader-ish.
1: I don't she know. She was
0: the most like girl power of them all.
1: Yes, blah blah blah, girl power. Sorry, I watched I watched uh, Spice World recently. I love Spice World. Love Spice World. Let's get into Riverdale, which is a, a world unto its spells uh, unto itself. A spicy world unto itself. Mm, I don't know. Okay. okay.
0: Anyway, so we started this episode with Archie being a punchaholic again. He's yeah. in, he's back on the sauce. What and else is he, new? And I just all I could think about in the scene: Why is the punching bag not? In the garage, where it wouldn't bother anyone. Why is it in his bedroom? Why is he punching in the middle of the night? I was, it
1: was too much. So this was a bit of an angsty episode for Archie altogether, which I know in some ways is nothing new. That was most of his plot for season four. But also it felt more, he had a little bit more reason behind it because it was very fallout from his dad's death, fallout from the videotape that he had received the day before with the Black Hood standing over him and whatnot even though that didn't result in his father's death it you know i'm sure brings back memories of that traumatic time
0: I feel like that moment with the Black Hood was like the first time that Archie recognized that his dad was mortal. right? And then everything from then on was different until it culminated in Fred Andrews actually passing away. And so I feel like that's just like a memory of he feels like he could have saved his dad but didn't. And then contrasted with when he absolutely could not have saved his dad. He was not there. It just
1: makes him feel even more powerless. Exactly. We get a little bit of our suspected fallout from the end of last episode where Hiram had overheard Veronica telling her mother that Archie had cheated on her. And Hiram just attacks Archie in his gym. And he says the apple doesn't fall far from the tree and all this. Just laying on more about anti-Fred nonsense. I forgot that Fred and Hermione hooked up. I forgot about that too. Also, this was, I feel like, a very blatant early in the episode red herring of maybe Hiram's the one sending the tapes. No. Oh, I didn't catch
0: that at all I just thought it was like okay yeah Hiram is not okay like whatever he's got going on is
1: bad yeah So the other main part of this plot that's sort of making Archie think a lot about his father, even more so than he already does, is that the hit and run case is going to court and Mary is saying that the father, who we know to be innocent, has decided to plead guilty in order to protect his son. And she's saying if we publicly forgive the father, then they might get a lesser sentence, which is almost exactly what happened in season one, right? This whole
0: thing is so
1: stupid. Because in a trial for someone
0: who fatally injured someone in a car accident, the defense would not be asking the victims to forgive them. The prosecution would be asking for victim impact statements on how the loss of Fred has impacted their lives and would be used like the other way. Like it's actually wild that the defense attorney has the audacity to contact this
1: grieving family and be like, hey, listen. I wonder if it's partially because the parties involved all know that the father is actually innocent I actually thought they didn't say it but I really thought that there was going to be a line somewhere in here particularly in Archie's letter about like I lost my father this kid doesn't need to lose his I thought that was going to be like a through line but it didn't actually get mentioned this is actually though exactly what happened with when Jason Blossom died and FP was in prison and they had Cheryl make a statement sort of forgiving FP for his part in the crime and he got a lesser sentence so anyway Archie's you know trying to decide whether or not he feels like he can do this. He's very emotional, uh, rightfully so, about all of this. He tries to write the letter and he just keeps flashing back to the the son and that scene where he's confronting the father. Then we have a a sort of random scene that I I stuck in here because it's not really related to Archie's plot, but it kind of shows how out of it he is. Veronica wants Archie to play along like they're still dating for the last week of school just to sort of keep everything calm and and that it it does come across a little bit narcissistic of, oh, we can't let anyone know we break up because then the world would just end. It's like, well, I mean, I agree that probably Betty and Jughead would ask questions if they were in fact your actual friends who actually hang out and talk with you, though we have no evidence of that. But instead, Archie just kind of storms off and he's like, I'm not graduating. It doesn't matter. I don't want to play along. he just leaves. Yeah,
0: well, and when Veronica is like, you know what? We would be asked questions and we would either have to lie straight to Jughead's face or tell him the truth. And I don't know which is worse. And it's like, okay, that's like kind of a point, I guess. But I, I get it. And I actually think that this is... You would think that they would have talked
1: about this when they broke up, though. Probably. But, but you know, she was finding out that he had cheated and, and she was trying to determine what to do. Like, I do feel like Veronica is handling this in a very, I just want to get through through these la- this last week and remember it in a happy light. It was a lot of like what we discussed last time about the is it better to be broken up before, during, or after prom. Yeah. I, I get where she's coming from. I think the like morally right thing to do is probably to have a conversation with Betty and Jughead, but I don't know. It's, it's hard. It's Like, come on. I know. It's hard. Okay, so then we have Mr. Augustine, who is the father in the Hidden Run case, goes to Archie's gym to speak to him. This is where I'm like, okay, this would never happen they would not allow the perp well
0: i mean it's, it's not, not really perp, like
1: but- well he would be, it would be the accused because he's not convicted
0: yet so like right, the accused the, acu- the thing is though is i i highly doubt that mr augustine would have been released with any kind of condition to not contact archie and i don't think that he would be under complete surveillance so i think it's the kind of situation where it absolutely could happen but if archie then called the police and was like yo mr augustine was here and what is ask is like pressuring me to write this letter then there would be more trouble for Mr. Augustine but like It's not like he's bugged. It's not like he's being followed, right? So it's like, how are they supposed to know he's doing it? Like, he shouldn't be doing it. But it's not like there would be a way for it to be tracked ahead of time.
1: And well, I just think from Mr. Augustine's point of view, too, if he really wants Archie to write this, I don't think that he should be trying to push him in this way. Like, I don't think that this necessarily helped anything more than if he had just called him or written him a letter. Yeah,
0: it's a bad
1: like he should not be contacting them
0: at all. He absolutely should not be contacting them. It's not going to help. Right.
1: I love how you say the perp. <laughs> I, I was like, what are they called? I, I don't know. I don't know law terms. I'm, I'm not, Unlike you, I am not really hooked on crime shows and what are they called? Like murder, mis- not murder mysteries. True, cr- true, crime. true crime. Yeah. I'm not like you and Jughead and Tony. Remember when Tony was a true crime junkie? I'm weird, okay? (laughs) I'm weird. Yeah. So then we have what I thought was a pretty intense scene of Mary Andrews is at home. She's found the videotape that Archie received. And she's watching it and she's crying and she's panicking because she's like, holy crap, my son is probably really, really freaking out right now. And and all of the things that he's gone through. And I, I do find it to be a little bit like... Mary Andrews. This is just the tip of the iceberg of all the stuff Archie's had to go through over the last four years when you've been gallivanting back and forth from <laughs> Chicago. Oh, yeah, God. If you weren't in Chicago, maybe you should you have been gotten here. him out of Riverdale or been here as a stable figure in his life for years, and you're only realizing it now. She did try to get him out of Riverdale, like way back. But when your teenage son doesn't want to leave his home and his family in senior year, it's your job to then stay and not, like, yeah, just be right. like, oh, you don't I mean, want to come? Okay, I'll just let you
0: suffer there alone. To be fair, like, he did have his dad at the time. I love when we get a scene of someone who is very much not in the craziness of Riverdale, seeing even a a crumb of what it's like for the people
1: that are, like, in it. Well, that was, um, what's his name last episode? Uh, K.O. That was when K.O. was like, oh, wait, there's a speakeasy? What is this? Yeah, exactly. It's like something
0: like that. And I felt like it was almost even more powerful from Mary Andrews because she's like, this is my son and I didn't even know. Holy crap. I also love how she's been on the show enough that we now fully call her Mary Andrews instead of Molly Ringwald. We've come such a long way.
1: Yeah, it really bugs me though when I still write Mary in my notes. It just confuses me, but it's- You're like, I would never do that. I would never do that. (laughs) I do really love when she's like, We need to turn this tape into the sheriff or Betty and Jughead. (laughs) So Betty and Jughead are just the known around town as like actual detectives. What is this nonsense?
0: They solve mysteries. So if you don't want to turn it into the police, then we'll turn it into Betty and Jughead. The sheriff? Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't the sheriff still
1: FP? No, wait, he quit. Who's the sheriff? Wait, no, I thought that FP was the leader of crime and the leader of being the sheriff. I could have sworn he also quit being the sheriff at some point. I don't know. Let us know. Who <laughs> the heck is the sheriff? I I think FP is still
0: the sheriff. Hold on, let's see. Who's currently the sheriff of Riverdale? <laughs> is
1: currently the- No, sh- why do you write the longest Google searches of all time? I'm never gonna change. <laughs> okay, well, when you look this up, you get Sheriff Keller and that's just wrong. Yeah, no, he works at the boxing gym. FP was the sheriff for a while. Maybe if I just look up FP, it'll tell me if he is. Is FP still sheriff? I think he is. What does the Riverdale wiki say? That's what I'm looking. You mean the uh, archipedia? Archipedia. Inside FP's sheriff jacket is a serpent patch. Inside the left lapel. So he he's I, like I love that being tough on crime, and then he opens up his jacket, and it's so like, he's always reminded of who he is. <laughs> I think FP is still the sheriff. All right, let's just pretend he's still the sheriff. Regardless. Go turn that into the sheriff or the sheriff's kids who live in his house. I mean, same thing, really. It's not like, okay, if you don't want to give it to the sheriff, get it to Betty and Junkett. Well, okay. sheriff's but still to
0: No, it's actually more like turn it into the sheriff or
1: turn it into the FBI. Oh, that's even worse. That's even worse. But Betty is attached to the FBI, so it's all the same family. Okay, whatever. They've really got a monopoly on stopping crime, and they're not very good at it because there's a lot of crime. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of crime. <laughs> Archie, bro. Breaks the tape and smashes the TV with a baseball bat. Yeah. Why do they all have like 1960s TVs? This has confused me. This goes back to why
0: does Betty have a home phone on her bedside table? The technology in
1: Riverdale makes no sense. I really feel like this show is set in a different time. It's just set in a different time that has normal pop culture references. They like have iPhones, but also the old boob tube. I could swear if you look at any of the cars, you're never gonna see someone driving a CR RV. it's all like they're like station, station wagons. wagons and yeah yeah so i i definitely think that that's an intentional aesthetic i think they should have just like not had cell phones in it yeah they never use them so it, except for when you're on grindum or bumble right but like when archie called veronica when he was on the lamb he used a. is that did i use that term correctly on the lamb uh, he was on the lamb <laughs> um okay <laughs> He used to pay both. He To be fair, though, he
0: obviously would have had to leave his cell phone Riverdale or else they could track him with it. Get a burner. I mean, he could get a burner. Hasn't a fl- he watched Hunted? Okay. Well, Hunted banned the burner phones.
1: Right. And then the mercenary shows up.
0: I don't remember. Was he a
1: mercenary or was he just like a bad guy? Like, I don't remember... No, he was he was a mercenary. Now, if you ask me anything about, like, who he killed or anything, I do feel like he came to Riverdale and then there was someone who was, like, chasing after him. Oh, man, we are so bad at this. Okay, no, so he used to be a mercenary,
0: like, back in the day. I thought that the big problem with Frank was that he was stealing from Andrew's construction.
1: I do think that was happening.
0: He was, like, spending all this money and, like, being a bro. Okay, he also gave, he was the one who gave Mad Dog drugs. Oh, it was, okay. So the other military buddy comes to dinner and tries to kill Frank. And right. that's how we find out that Frank used to be a mercenary. And so like someone was coming to like clean up the mess of everyone and like kill all of the former mercenaries. And so he left for Archie's safety. But now
1: he just is back. Right. He's back and he says that he's going to turn himself in for being a mercenary. But first he has Archie punch him a couple times because that is going to somehow let Archie get it out and cry it out. Let it all out. And Archie beats the absolute crap out of his uncle. And there's like blood on the punching bag. And like, it was gross. I don't think I could ever punch someone in the face who, who was like a loved one like that. I don't think I could do that. I'm just a very I violent could. person. I honestly don't think I could punch anyone in the face. Yeah, punching in the face sounds like really... Because because you immediately see... The, like your face is very bleedable. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like I got punched in the throat once and Ooh. that felt bad. I don't want to make anyone ever feel... Like that.
1: Yikes! That sounds horrible. It was my sister. She was really mean. I was like nine. Yikes! So they have a family meeting. Yeah. So he's gonna turn himself in, and then Archie gives Molly the letter that he wrote, and it was it was like something about it was like about how make Fra- Frank
0: Andrews forgave people, and so he's gonna forgive people like his dad forgives people.
1: Yeah, which I mean I do feel like is the Fred Andrews way. So that's fine. Okay. Here is my observation about this episode in general. It felt to me like they are cleaning house on all of the adult plot lines. Even the ones who have not stated that they're leaving the show, they're wrapping up, it looks like, a lot of these, or at least giving them way to be out of the picture for several episodes until they decide to bring them back after the time jump.
0: Which, I mean, makes sense because I feel like it's not like Riverdale has ever been super pro-adult plot lines. Like, they're always kind of an afterthought. So it's kind of it makes sense that they're like, okay, we don't want any excuse to have to
1: bring them back, so we're just gonna put it to the side and we'll bring them in as we need them. and the fact that, I mean, Riverdale is not a realistic show by any means, but compared to a lot of the other teen dramas that we've talked about, they at least actively try to say, these kids have houses and parents. There's not a kid who's just living in a giant house by themselves because their parent skips town like most I other remember shows. Remember
0: when Jughead lived in the drive-in movie theater and then hey, in the school? Hey, you know
1: what? He was a gritty boy on the wrong side of the tracks. Ew. That's how they do. Okay. Okay. All right, let's talk about a quick plot line here that just blew my mind with Cheryl and Tony. (laughs) So there's a random side plot where Cheryl's upset because Hillsmith College, where I believe both her and Tony are going, I I think that was a thing they both got in. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Pretty sure. It disbanded its cheerleading squad, and so she's upset. She's also upset because the secretary has the gall to tell her that she has to wear the same blue gown for graduation as everyone else. It's literally your school color. Like, you don't just get whatever color you want for graduation. Even if you're really known for liking red That's fine I mean the serpent jacket was ridiculous But at least that's like Not a school sanctioned organization
0: It's not like she's been wearing A red cheerleading uniform as Right a She's Vixen. worn a blue one Wear a red
1: dress under your gown Wear a red lip You're fine Like get I over even, it I would even say I would let it pass if she wore like A red cap or something Like something to stand out And I've already seen images from next episode So spoiler alert She's gonna get her red ground You know what though
0: The thing is is nothing will ever blow my mind in like a high school graduation episode, like the Gossip Girl one where Serena just has the tassel in her
1: hair and doesn't wear a cap at all. Have you seen that? No, I have not watched Gossip Girl, but that sounds very like how I picture the show. Yeah, that makes sense. It's, but everyone else is
0: like wearing them. Here, let me, I have to show it to you. I forgot how dumb it is. It
1: looks so dumb. Oh, that is really, it's not even like cute looking. (laughs) It's so stupid. It's
0: it's so
1: stupid. Like, why would you do that? It's like, okay, you don't want to wear a cap, but that looks worse. Everyone else just wore the cap. Every other
0: person This is Let's move on Anyways back to Riverdale
1: There's like a weird moment Where Tony is trying To comfort Cheryl And that she's gonna Keep working on her Nana But Cheryl is like I I thought this plot Was gonna go in a Different direction Because Cheryl is being Really sketch And she's like fake happy And she's like Oh I've got some Blossom business To attend to So she has a Blossom Zoom meeting With the board And she's like Hey I want to Restart up the Maple industry And then I wanna Use the money from that To give some land To the Uctana people So it was like She
0: is going to sell A portion of the land To the government To be given back To the Uctana people And then the money That they get from that sale Will be enough to restart The maple syrup factory
1: Yeah, okay So that's fine But they're like We're not gonna do that Because you killed Uncle Bedford Which I guess Is just common knowledge now And is totally whatever I mean, she told them that they were eating his body. Well, that is true. So like, hey, Blossoms, don't, don't you want some money? And if she restarts the company, wouldn't you get money from that? They also were like, no, we don't want to give anything
0: to the Yuktena people. They were like, absolutely not. Under no circumstances will we consider reconciliation. These are the most flimsy villains we've ever had. They, have, they serve no purpose. I mean, I will admit a bunch of people refusing to give anything to an indigenous group is very realistic.
1: But they're just evil. For being evil Like they are, there's no yeah. reason For them to do this Like they're not being Smart business wise They're just being petty And even when The Blossom family Was like doing More fine They didn't want Cheryl running it For like absolutely No reason Even though she was A 4.0 student And head of the Cheerleading squad And whatever else Archie said So she talks to her mom And she's like Oh mom I really wanted To restart the maple industry But it's not working Her mom is just like Go get an alibi I got some shady stuff to do And then she kills everyone Yeah, she's like, go out of town, bring
0: someone with you so you have an alibi. I'll take care of this. And then she poisons everyone. And you know, Penelope Blossom was like, I get to poison people. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) she loves murdering people.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, Nana Blossom is like, oh, they all decided to poison themselves and they left a suicide note. It's an early graduation gift. The mom literally said it's an early graduation gift to you. And Cheryl seems like 50% uncomfortable and 50% like kind of happy that this is how it worked out. She's like, you know what? I got what I wanted and I don't have to worry about the board anymore. She doesn't have to worry about them anymore. (laughs) Yeah, she does not care that her mom just murdered like eight more people. (laughs) So what do you think is going to happen? Do you think that they're going to give this land to Octana people and they're just going to be like super chill about it? Or do you think they're going to still be like, yeah, this is like way too little too late. I think that it's going to be one of those things where like
0: Cheryl is making this decision as a white woman on what the Uctana people need or want without actually consulting like the elders or the group and finding out like what kind of reconciliation would actually mean anything to them. It's further fragmentation of land which is really not cool and then also she's profiting off of this decision to then restart her industry and it's like is she going to provide jobs resources anything past land the of people like she's coming into this thinking I can make this one decision and I will be like a savior and a good person and then everyone will like me
1: but she's not actually consulting the people that she's trying to help right I I agree especially since I think her main motivation for this is well I think it's twofold I do think it's to rehab the blossom name because she realizes that she's always going to be stuck to that and then I also think it's like I want to do something nice for my loved one in Tony and then hope that her family approves of me because of that. So it it does come from a very like teenage mindset. It's the kind of thing where like you need to talk to like the elders of a group and
0: find out what they actually want and need rather than like trying to tell them what they need. It's kind of like when
1: she gave Tony a gang. So here's what I want to happen, but I don't think is actually going to happen because I don't think the show has any interest in, like, exploring this plot line. But here is my thought. <laughs> Especially since FP is leaving, I don't think this is gonna yeah. be a thing. If he was staying, maybe it would. They give the land to the Octana people and then all of the Southside Serpents move there and start, like, a new Southside area because, remember, their entire area was, like, destroyed by Hiram and they don't have that bar anymore because Hiram bought it and they don't have the trailer park anymore and we're still confused about where they're all living. They were all living, like, down by the river at one point in 10 city behind fred andrew's house right behind fred <laughs> famous andrew's house famously famously all right we'll see what happens there uh, let's talk about veronica oh yeah so i just i hate this plot line so much for whatever <laughs> reason was, this is this of- torture <laughs>
0: This came out of nowhere and I laughed so, so hard. So like Veronica is working at Pops and is like closing up for the night. She's like taking the trash to the dumpster outside and the Malloys show up with I guns. They were dead. I'm-, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, thought I, I thought they truly were dead. I thought they were dead too. Uh, th- the, this is now two, two times in two episodes where I'm like, I thought that person was dead, but I guess they're alive. I guess it goes back to if you don't see the dead body, they could still be alive. So they show up with guns and they're threatening her and Hermosa kills them all
1: really fast. She's like really, really fast. fast. She's like pew pew pew. It literally makes a pew 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 noise. So she comes out, she kills them. I think this plot line is again wrapping up the people who are leaving the but show. wait, it was really funny when Hermosa's like don't worry, it's a legal
0: registered weapon that I murdered these people with. <laughs> like the concern is about her
1: having like an illegal weapon, and not the fact that she just killed three people in like two seconds. Why is anyone going to pops anymore when there've been so many murders taking place here? And we hear nothing more about this. There's no like yeah they don't discuss how the body
0: is just like disposed of. Did they call the police? Did they hide it themselves? Like I, we I have going no to have clue. To
1: assume that. called the police? And because otherwise, why would they say, like, it was self-defense and stuff? I mean, this is classic Riverdale of murders have exactly two different directions they can go in. You can either hide the body, destroy it, we'll never hear about it ever again. Or, it's like the entire season is about one particular murder and how they're going to cover it up or or all these trials and everything. It's like, oh, Jughead's murdered? Big deal. Archie may or may not be framed for murder? Big deal. kills like 8,000 people, no one cares. Betty and Alice bury a body. Comes up once, but like not in the way you'd think. Basically,
0: after Veronica almost dies, she and Hermosa come up with a plan that they need to take over from Hiram. And so they go to Hermione and they're like sell us your portion of Lodge Industries, give us Hiram's underworld contacts, like, let's do this. And Hermione's like, sounds like a hostile takeover.
1: Like, let's go. It actually sounds like a very not hostile takeover. I mean, I think they're not doing it by force.
0: I mean, they're kind of doing it by force. I don't know. But I will. Okay. I I think the initial plan didn't seem that hostile. And then it got really hostile really fast.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, to me, clearly is like, we got to wrap up some of these adult plot lines, got to wrap up Hermione, got to do something. Got to get with, rid of Hiram. With Hiram for a little while, and we're going to potentially make Hermosa a bigger character who's going to be sticking around. I, I could easily see her in the time jump. Before this, I would
0: have disagreed vehemently with that, but now I'm like, ugh, she's staying, I guess. So Hiram meets with his two daughters and is very confused about what's going on. on and they're just very blunt with him like you have to shut down you need to retire enough is enough and he's like but by being evil
1: that's how I got my strength and stamina back and how I beat this mystery degenerative illness reverting back to my true nature has given me back my strength and stamina and I love Veronica that's not how medical science works daddy I did really like that one. Yeah, and he's like, all I need to do business are my fists and my gun.
0: Mm, okay. I think you need more than that. I think you need more than that. Also, isn't he the mayor? Like,
1: he can't just leave town. <laughs> oh no. So, Hermosa is like, hey, here's what's going to happen. We're going to do a one two punch. Literally, I'm going to get some guys to beat him up, and then he's going to call you in, his favorite daughter, to get him the first aid kit, and you're going to be like, no, daddy, teach you a lesson. I don't know how this works. Works. This is so dumb. Hiram has the ability to call Veronica and have her, like, come across town and wait for her before he bleeds out, but he can't, like, go into the other room and grab a first aid kit. I think it's more so
0: the symbolism of Veronica, like, cleaning his wounds and helping him out. Okay, why wouldn't he just get Hermione or something? Does he have no one else? I guess he yeah, doesn't. Yeah, he has no one. He has no, he has no one else. So... <sighs> He calls, she shows up, and she's like, okay, daddy, you know, when a dog makes a mess on the carpet, you rub their nose in it so that they don't do it again. I didn't so like this metaphor. It was I'm weird. I'm not helping you. Um, you should probably just leave now so you can end on top instead of dying in the street. Basically being like, we're going to keep getting you beat up until you die or leave. So better leave, which is just so So wild, considering last season, the second half was so driven by Hiram being sick and Veronica worrying about him. And now she's like, yeah,
1: we'll kill you in the street, dad. I don't care. Okay. Veronica is not winning Most Normal Person. All the lodges are off the table. I have two candidates for Most Normal
0: Person, and I will admit one of them is a lodge. It's fine. We'll talk about it later. There's only one lodge who I would even consider, so we'll see how it is. I'm sure that we have the same lodge in mind. Okay, so then they have a large family meeting. And Hiram is like, okay, well, you know, I've been thinking about retiring for a while. So he's going to leave. And then Hermione is like, well, you know, back before we came to Riverdale, Andy Cohen offered me a spot as a real housewife of New York. And I turned it down to take care of Veronica and to be a good mom. But now I'm done with that. I'm going to do what I want. And I'm going back to New York and I'm going to be a real housewife of New York. I'm divorced. Sing you, Hira. Best. It, it's I, mm. what an iconic moment in TV history. I mean. Do you think think Andy Cohen knew he was going to get name dropped
1: in season five, episode two of Riverdale? Probably not. I think he got name dropped like back in season two, though. I I feel like Veronica had name dropped being friends with him at some point. So we have a lot of fan questions about this. So we'll come back to this a little bit. But the main thing I want to say here is we didn't do a whole lot of thinking in advance about what would happen with Hermione's plot line. Like we knew that Marisol Nichols was leaving. We literally predicted that she was going to move to New York. We were right. We did say that. We did say she would just peace out. But like we were doing a lot more like, oh, what are they going to do with FP or whatever? This is a good ending for her. It's perfect. It's literally perfect. Oh, I was so happy. It's hilarious. It's just like it's one of those classic you talk to someone about Riverdale and you're like, hey, remember when Hermione just left and became a real housewife and divorced Hiram? That's funny. That's really funny. No, it's it's pure camp. And I'm a big fan of this decision. Hiram takes it surprisingly well. Well, he didn't want to be with her anyways. He tried. There was like to divorce her years ago yeah, okay, that happened. But then there was like a weird thing where they rekindled and they were all fiery and passionate. And I couldn't really tell whose side that was coming from.
0: I, I think that her- Hermione was like, I'm just trying to stay alive. That might be true. I oh, no. Anyways, thank God we're done with the launches for
1: now. It's also just ridiculous. The idea that like we had multiple seasons about how first Veronica and then Hermione were going to be under danger from the mob if they were not like perfect or whatever. And then Veronica is just like, you know, what? be chill. Let's just call all of dad's mob fans and like insult them and all that and then we'll just be fine uh, Papa aren't Putin. they afraid of being come after i guess not um not with Hermosa, who can kill any man right okay come yeah on. three at a time pew 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 all right pew, betty pew, and jughead solving a um, mystery yeah. so they get a phone call in the middle of the night they might they're in the middle of a murder investigation but they still have time to go try on their robes for graduation archie gosh
0: whatever so they get a call in the middle of the night to their landline phone on the bedside table because they share a room. Still, <laughs> it's still weird. They share a room in their why parents' Why did their house? parents
1: let them do that? Well, their parents are sharing a room, so why can't they? Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, because I never lived with someone as a teenager. I was not living with my boyfriend. Wouldn't you think that you'd want your own space? Like Jughead, we see him sometimes hanging out here. Right, they have one desk, and I know that he conveniently was at a boarding school for most of last year. Don't, don't you want your own? Stuff you're maybe not because Jughead's never really had his own room, he like slept on the couch. I think this is only a three bedroom house, so Jellybean
0: has a like, I guess they could do Betty and Jellybean sharing a room with two beds in the room, and then Jughead gets his own room. And that's like what real parents I think would do in this situation
1: if this were real, but like mm, Betty and Jughead get to do what they want, okay? I'm also 99% sure that there is a basement, like living room kind of area that he could have taken, but whatever. Okay, yes, they get a call in the middle of the night from Brett. And he calls Jughead Slughead, which Which I feel like this is the first time we've ever heard They should have done that all of season four. It's, It's great. Slughead is really funny. And he's like, hey, I've got some info that's like really important about this murder investigation. But I won't tell you on the phone. Right. I need you to somehow get Hiram Lodge to transfer me to solitary confinement because I'm like at danger. Why is Brett in Hiram's prison and not in Leopold
0: and Loeb since he is not an adult? Maybe he is 18. I don't know. I guess he could be 18, but it he just... He could be 18.
1: It's I think year. he should
0: have been in Leopold and Loeb.
1: Probably. There is several odd things about this. You got this information, but you didn't think that it was going to be life-threatening. I I don't know. I feel like he didn't but do like, a good job. He of... knows it's life-threatening if he needs to go into solitary. No, I got that. But I'm, I'm just trying to figure out the circumstances. So either either he, I mean, spoilers, but like, he clearly knows that Chick is somehow involved. So either he saw Charles visiting Chick. He just made the connection. Chick told him. Whatever it is, I'm like, could he, did he, I mean, it was probably like stupid Brett walks up to Chick and is like, wait, you know him? Th- I'm going to tell. I'm sure that he thought that Ugh. he was going to be able to get out of this easily but anyway nope so Betty and Jughead go to see Brett in the morning and the guards like yeah he's dead not gonna lie took me by surprise a little bit that they just killed him yeah he de- like he did i was upset about this they
0: go to see um Dr. Curdle Jr. yep to see the body and they're like whoa do you always get bodies from the prison and he's like uh yeah but of course and so they look and Brett has been stabbed like significantly like a bunch of stabs to his abdomen but then also his eyes were gouged out and they don't say whether that happened before he was dead or not but I think that when you have abdominal bleeding that normally takes some sort of time so he probably had his eyes gouged out while he was alive that's my suspicion what what was the point of having his eyes gouged I think it was like one of those like serial killer things of it's like oh they saw something so I'm gonna go for the eyes and my favorite murder the podcast has a quote that I just love that is very applicable here which is
1: leave the eyes alone just leave the eyes alone <laughs> it's so gross. Fair, I like that. Uh, so they they go back home and tell Charles this info, and she's like, "Maybe the God is watching thing had to do with the eyes from last time." And Charles is like, "Yeah, we should listen to Betty. She's totally right. Her instincts he was are definitely so good. David." And he's really trying to push this David thing, and it was very very suspicious and obvious. Also, I'm not gonna lie. I've watched enough TV to know that Charles was gonna be the baddie, obviously, because the first thing they did is. the episode was do one of those like flashbacks all the stuff you need to know about Riverdale and the first thing they did was show that clip of like hi I'm your brother Charles I'm like well it's Charles then because they only ever do that when they're like oh shoot we need to remind people about this character because they're about to have a significant plot yeah
0: it's like on Survivor when they like show someone finding the idol so you know they're gonna play the idol that night yep basically like that it's just they go to the cabin in the woods and David is there dead and hanging
1: yeah and and is like, oh, that was really convenient. And me and Betty were on the same wavelength, because Betty's like, this all feels too neat and convenient. And Jughead gets accepted to that Iowa Writers Program thing. Which again
0: is a graduate studies program that
1: they have put Jughead into as an undergraduate. Yes. And we get an odd look from Jellybean, who, by the way, we also had a last time on Riverdale. Hi, I'm your sister Jellybean. We also had one of those, so we knew that Jellybean was going to be involved. So then Donna calls Betty at night, and she's like, hey, Brett and Joan are killed love that Joan gets killed off screen and we just don't we know do, or yeah. care about when her they, because then um, Betty tries to call Joan and finds out that Joan was murdered Yes. Because she was hit with a rock. Yes, while walking home from school, and I guess it, it sounds like Donna got away from what we hear later. So, do we think Donna's going to be coming back at all? That'd be kind of nice. I hope so. I'd be down. I hope so. I like Donna a lot. I'm really upset that they killed Brett. Me too. I really wanted Brett to so come back. So who gets I know that we Brett's that.
0: spot at Yale now that he's dead? Is it Donna? Is it Jughead? I don't know. Probably no, Jug is going to the program. Iowa Writers Program. Okay.
1: So we get another tape at the door. And this is when I said prediction. So I was a little bit wrong, but I was kind of right. I said, this will be a fake tape that Jelly Bean made in order to keep Jughead around since she said he's going to school. So, so I was kind of right. Like, I thought this would be, she wasn't, she wasn't the one who made all the tapes, but she would have made this one yeah, is what I thought. It's, it's not a bad,
0: not a bad prediction in the moment because they really like panned to Jelly Bean looking sad about the Iowa Writers Program. Like, it, it like... St- stood out as a moment in the episode like it wasn't like oh you'll find out later that it was her and it like suddenly makes sense it was like oh yeah no they telegraphed it very obviously
1: and I mean, we, we talk about editing on this show, but like the way you could have done this was instead of doing that right then in the previous episode or the last couple episodes, just have a couple sort of sentimental moments between Jughead and Jellybean and this would be okay. You don't need to do it right at the last minute. They're like, oh, shoot, we haven't mentioned Jellybean. Let's just have one sad look. Even if they had showed JB watching them watch the
0: tapes at any point previous, because in this episode, they show basically a montage of her like sneaking watching them watch the tapes. If they had showed that even one time, it could have indicated that something was going on with her rather exactly. than, like, that. Like it was just, like, very poorly done. But anyways, yeah. everyone is freaked out because it shows JB getting, like, a knife, like, run down her face and they're gonna go stay at the five seasons.
1: Yeah. So, they're like, uh, this is probably Charles because he's the only one who had access to all the information needed about the cabin, the story, blah, blah, blah. So, they go back to the house and they confront Charles and she finds... The, a Bug on their phone, which she knew that he put there because he told her that he was gonna tap the phone when they were trying to figure out who was calling her. Oh, yeah. What was that? Who was calling her? Do we remember for on Halloween? Was it Polly? I don't remember. Somebody was calling her. It was creepy. I, I don't think. I think, I think it was Evelyn? I thought it was Charles, but like, I don't know. We, I don't know. There were some things we don't know.
0: Well, like maybe at that time we just didn't see them taking the bug off and then he like rebugged the phone at another time. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, so Betty calls out Charles and and is like, we know that Brett figured out about you and Chick, Chick kill Brett, blah, blah, blah. And Charles is like, okay, yeah, I'm a serial killer, but like, I'm a good serial killer. I only kill bad people. I'm Dexter. It's fine. I have a code, but he's not the auteur.
1: He also seems like totally chill getting caught. And the fact that they're like, he's going to prison. We never get confirmation, but I'm going to assume that he went to prison. He's
0: like, maybe I wanted to get caught. I mean, maybe he just wanted to be with Chick and now they can like be in love in prison together.
1: Maybe. Also, this is a a point when I had noticed Betty is wearing nonstop crop tops in this episode. They're all really cute. They're just like solid color, sort of, I don't know, like what you call like ribbed. Not really ribbed, but they've got horizontal lines on them. Cute. Not like a pattern, but they're cute. They're all like long sleeve crop tops. She wears them all episode. They're very cute. Love a long sleeve crop top. There is a cute moment where Jughead asks Betty how she's doing and she's like, well, of course my brother was a serial killer. I I wanted him to be like, yeah, but he's my brother too. Literally, Charles calls Jughead baby brother in this scene. Yes, this is the point where I feel like you—you, you, it's a half measure because in the past, we've had several scenes with Betty being very shook up over the fact that her that she's related to these horrible people. This is now the second serial killer in her family who mm-hmm. she's related to and she has the serial killer gene, yada, yada, yada. Well, and this one too, he has the serial killer gene,
0: but he's not related to Hal. So now she knows that she has the serial killer gene on both sides of her family family. Or FP also has it.
1: Right. And and regardless, I'm just like, they just kind of yada yada through it instead of like actually having a moment where she felt shook up by this. It was But like, it's like, it's too
0: weird because he's both of their brother.
1: Like, I feel like drawing attention to the fact that
0: they share a sibling is like a bridge too far with their relationship.
1: And obviously Alice is not taking this well. And I'm really bummed that we don't actually get a scene with her not taking it well. Yeah, it's sad. I mean, this is why she snapped the first time and joined the cult because, her husband was a serial killer and then her surrogate son chick was like not who he said he was. And then she finally reconnects. She's been through a lot. And it's, it's just frustrating to me that while it was very obvious here at the end, I'm, I'm annoyed that it was Charles. Like it had to be Charles, but I'm also annoyed that it was because it would have been good to have an actual stable character in this family. Oh, well, didn't happen. No, they can't do that. Yeah. So Jughead's like, oh shoot, I totally know who made the tapes. And it was Jellybean, which we had already predicted up to the point so
0: jellybean made the tapes because she doesn't want jughead to move away she just got back in like she just got her big brother back and now she doesn't want to lose him and so uh she invented the tapes to keep him around she got all of her friends to help she was like oh jughead won't leave if there's a mystery
1: which is like pretty true and jellybean is supposed to be 12 ish yeah, yeah. This is a lot of, like, she's got a lot of time on her hands to do this. I don't think she goes to school. I, I don't know, but shouldn't she be, like, just doing normal stuff with her friends? I guess not. I get this is what she does with her friends. It's weird. I mean, she definitely probably has the serial killer gene, too. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, now that we know that Charles had it, like, it's a good chance. But yeah, no, it's really weird. And Jughead tells FP and is like, I don't think she understands
1: how big this is or how dark this is. I think the bridge too far was, like, when she was really recreating other families traumas not outside of his own I
0: think when she is going to the blue velvet and basically watching snuff films to then recreate them is why was she allowed as a 12 year old to rent these movies like you would think even if you're a bad person running an organization that has all of these bad films and snuff films and all of that you would think that you wouldn't trust a little kid to keep it secret and so you would only want like adults or like people with references to be allowed to watch them, you know? it's Riverdale. Like, I don't think that he would just let anybody watch them. I think that you would have to like prove yourself. I don't know. Yeah, that's it. That's the
1: episode. Uh, it was, it was JB. It was JB. JB and Charles. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Fine. All right. So let's get into some thoughts and questions from our listeners. We had a lot this week. Thank you guys for all of the interaction on Twitter. It was really fun. And as always, if you want to be a part of this fun crew, then feel free to leave us your thoughts. You can either just tweet them directly at us. You can DM us or you can respond to any of the threads that we put out about asking for thoughts. But we'll also just look at any mentions we have. If we don't respond to them right away, it's because we're trying not to get spoiled on the episode, but we will always bring them up on the podcast. So first, we have some from Gregory McBean here. <laughs> Gregory was also confused about the whole slughead thing. He's like, have we heard this before? <laughs> Did I mishear that? Uh, we love slughead. Yeah, that was was it seems weird, but we loved it. That I'm was phenomenal. Great, it, it is the first time we've heard it, but I I probably one of my favorite ones and i'm really surprised that we haven't heard it before he says can archie really pull the get out of my gym line with Hiram? isn't it technically Hiram's gym yes i really thought that was going to come up in that scene i thought Hiram was going to be like dude it's mine i gave it to you but like i can just take it back i mean have you actually signed any paperwork i, I mean, don't know i'm i he must have signed the paperwork or else he would have just been like this is my gym i was always so confused why archie didn't rename the gym like he just kept it the el royale instead of making it i'm sorry You've seen when Archie writes, you think he can name stuff? come on come on he's gonna call it the the, the Andrew's gym for triers okay uh, the last one is about Hermione can you really be a real housewife when you aren't even a wife anymore yeah that's a question probably for Kirsten I have not watched a real housewife so are there ever single housewives I
0: don't really watch real housewives but I'm pretty sure that there's like divorced people it would have made more sense if she had started it out when she was married to him and then got divorced but
1: like whatever Hermione can do what she wants Tom Palmer says I think it might be a time for another edition of Rank That Storyline Hermione becoming a real housewife, Jellybean being the voyeur, Cheryl having her entire extended family killed, Veronica arranging to have her dad beat up and Archie doing Archie things. Yeah, the only realistic one is Hermione becoming a real housewife. Okay, so that's the best. We're ranking that one the yeah, best. That's Hermione one. becomes the real housewife. The worst, the least realistic is I think Cheryl Cheryl's having her time entire family, family killed. getting
0: killed.
1: Yeah, I think Veronica arranging to have her dad beat up is second, second worst. worst. And, then and then Jellybean in the middle. Yeah, Jelly Bean in the middle. We got it. And, Archie second and most normal. Archie second most like normal, but we still hate it a lot. Yes, but at least it at least it made sense. Okay, he says I'm going to play a drinking game with the podcast where I take a drink every time one of you exasperately says why. I don't know if we said that that much because we're over it. But um, I think
0: that if this episode had aired two years ago,
1: we would have been a lot more upset like,
0: about it. Why? We would have been. Like, no, why? Why? We're jaded. Why? why? Maybe we'll get some of that next episode. Oh, I'm sure that we will. But this, I mean, like, yeah, was it cuckoo bananas? Yes. Was it the biggest? fever dream we've seen from
1: Riverdale? Absolutely not. No. I think for me, my rankings of biggest fever dream is going to be Betty becoming the Griffin Queen. Well, and it's the
0: thing is, is like, we don't even know if the people at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy were actually mentally ill or if they, were, they were just drugged trapped up. there by their evil families. Like, that's the thing too with that plot. Like, you don't even know. Were these people don't ill know. or were they just high? We don't know. <laughs> There's no way to know.
1: Yeah, there's no way. Uh, Tom says, just wanted to write in once again to restate my opinion that Tony's family is right to want her to stay away from Cheryl and the Blossom. Yeah,
0: Cheryl just... I mean, but to be fair, Cheryl is willing to kill her entire, like,
1: ancestry to win over you. That- it's not a reason to stay with someone. That's no, a reason to get out of the relationship. It's a reason to
0: be scared. It's a reason to be very scared.
1: New spinoff, Real Housewives of the Archieverse. Oh, God. Are there any other ones? Who else could be a, I mean, I feel like Alice would want to be a real housewife, but maybe she wants to just settle down and have things be... I think I old like Alice, would, Alice have would to be. Alice would be the best at being a housewife. Like, yeah. when she walked in in that red dress, just for the dramatic Ooh, effect. Penelope would want to be a real housewife. Penelope should
0: be in a real prison. <laughs> I <laughs> do yep all right she killed Um, like eight more people this episode with no consequences no
1: consequences yeah she's also a serial killer okay she's the most successful serial killer of them all we really need to be we need someone who wants to go through it would be great if anyone wants to take this on i need to know how many people have died in each season because i would like to chart that and see if we've escalated because we've already had like eight people in this episode we have so i would like to know that all right zev on twitter says address all Hiram needs to do business is his fists and his gun. We've already done that. We've done that. <laughs> um, follow-up mid-episode. How does Hermione think rubbing things in Hiram's face while divorcing him will help? One, <laughs> on one hand, good for her. On the other hand, he's unstable. Yeah, he's got his yeah, fists and his really gun. Yeah, that's really bold of her to just be like, Bye. I, like, oh, I'm not going to wait to tell you this news until after it's official. You've just mentioned that you might retire and go to the Caymans. And I'm like, holla. Yeah, I I, I, do, <laughs> I do think it that that's a little It is 2021. Okay, sorry. Riverdale writing staff throws Jellybean down a gutter. <laughs> you know, just living. Yeah, Jellybean is getting taken to a facility after this by FP. And that's how they write him out of the show. I... New theory. I thought it was that FP was going to be like, Riverdale's too too uh, messed up. No, it turns out Jellybean is too
0: messed up for Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: We got to get Jellybean out of Riverdale to save Riverdale. <laughs> Maybe. A- oh, poor Jellybean. Maybe she'll come back in the next season, but or the next part of the season. Well, we'll but see. they would have to have a different actress play her because they can't play, have that same girl play seven years older. I don't know. I just watched The Queen's Gambit and they did a great job with makeup aging people I there. don't think they should do it. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. Caleb Trainer says, Do you think Wyatt Nash will leave the show now, or will Charles return <laughs> or will Charles return from Redemption Island? I don't think that he'll be returning from Redemption Island. I think that if no, anything, we'll so. see like a scene out. of him in prison. Although, you know, Hal went to prison and then came back for several episodes, so who knows? Hal broke out of prison. Do you think that Wyatt Nash will break out of prison? Anyone can break out of prison at any time. Yeah. Hiram owns this town. <laughs> and Hiram's going to the Cayman Islands, so really no one owns this town. It's the Wild so, West. What is Hiram retiring from? From the mob industry, or being mayor, or both. I I, I couldn't tell you. Do you th- will Hermosa just automatically become the mayor? Maybe. Have they destroyed Is democracy gonna be in her deputy
0: mayor? Oh my god.
1: What if Archie and Hermosa have a thing? Ew. It could happen. He's dated that before. Ew. <laughs> I'm not willing to entertain this. Goodbye. <laughs> what happened between Jughead and J.B. where they went from never living in the same house to her losing her mind at the idea of him moving out? Yeah, cause she just got her brother back, and she wa- doesn't want to lose that it makes total
0: sense of course
1: but it would have been nice if we actually saw her try right before all the tapes and stuff it would have been nice if she was like oh jughead i don't want you to go to school and he's like jp no worries and then she gets upset like that would have been another good thing yeah to actually see that she cared about him at all i'd like to remind you that the show is is bad Caleb is quite concerned about Alice Cooper and her choice of men and what's in their genes. Yeah. I don't know. What's in FP's genes? Don't stop it. Just stop it. All right. Pick a struggle says, thoughts on the word gingerito. Who said gingerito? Was that a thing? I'm assuming Cheryl said it to one of her relatives. Probably. I, I don't love it. it. I, did, I didn't clock I, it and I don't care for I it. Didn't clock it. Natalia says, this somehow made Archie's storyline the best of the episode. Ooh, uh, best. I mean, it was maybe the the most normal it is was the there, most grounded but is there a best? best in this episode i might argue none
0: of it was the best
1: yeah none of it was that great we we wrapped up a plot line and it wasn't even that good and then luke says don't you find it intriguing when every other character is secretly a serial killer though look riverdale is formed up of two things Serial C- killers and, and secret brothers and cults and cults. There's three, three things. things. Three things. I yeah, and um, it was just bad. It was bad. Yeah. So the preppy murders. Apparently, a real, real murder. Yeah. Murder so uh,
0: Robert Chambers uh, ha- was dubbed the preppy killer um, in 1986 because he killed his girlfriend. Was he a preppy, or was he killing preppies? I th- well, he only killed one person, but I think that he was a. Pre- he went to Boston University. So basically he briefly dated jennifer levin who is was a victim in this case she was found in central park like half naked she had been strangled like just fully murdered and then obviously robert chambers was the first suspect because he was her boyfriend at the time and like the boyfriend always did it is like a, a very easy way to figure that kind of thing out and he just had like a lot of different excuses like he when they found him he had a bunch of like defensive wounds on him from when where she like fought back and he was like yeah got scratched by a cat. Like, just not not a good guy. He's a bad guy, killed his girlfriend, got arrested, and uh, went to jail.
1: There you go. Uh, this is one of the few episodes that was not a movie or a TV show then.
0: I mean, there so, but- I think that there easily could be a book called The Preppy Murders. Book or movie? Oh, I think that there is also a movie. Yeah, The Preppy Murder was a TV movie made in 1989, and it's the basically the story of the murder that we just went through. Okay, makes sense. So... Who was the most normal person this week? So I have two contenders. The first contender, someone we've given most normal person too many times, Mary Andrews is a contender for more, most normal person of the episode. She is upset that her son is upset, trying to figure out what's going on. The only knock I really have against her is she's like so caught up on making Archie like publicly forgive the per- like the people who like were responsible for her, his dad's death, which I feel like is, it's weird to be so pushy on that, but like it's possible. My second, Hermione Lodge. Leaving to become a real housewife
1: is so in line with Hermione Lodge, that it just feels right. But as you've told me many times, just because it fits the character doesn't mean that it's a normal thing but for a person to do. If- if you are in the echelon of society where you could be asked to
0: be a real housewife, I you're going gotcha. to go do it.
1: I, I feel like I'm more on the side of Mary Andrews just because I felt like that is a more realistic reaction to have. I could see a parent being like, this is a really hard thing to do. I mean, she wasn't, she was like, Archie, I want you to do this, but like, take your time. Let me know if you want to talk to me about it. I think the, the biggest knock I have against Mary is the fact that she just throws out like, oh yeah, Frank called me last year, too, after the whole mercenary thing. That was a little weird that she didn't address the fact that, oh, yeah, I'm totally chill with this secret brother who was a mercenary. But but that wasn't really in regards to this episode. The Hermione Lodge thing for me, the part that I found to be l- less normal, was the way that she just blasé told Hiram that she was going to divorce him and do this. And there was like no reaction. The
0: acting was bad, but the situation was good and normal.
1: Can we give it to Mary Andrews with an honorable mention for Hermione? Yeah, I'm
0: happy to do that. I wasn't, I wasn't really coming in ready to fight for either of them. So I'm, I'm great
1: with this. Wonderful. Okay. Well, I have one more thing before I want to wrap up this episode. It'll be quick. I found this when I was on, I was perusing Riverdale Reddit the other day, which was a fun time. There were some, there were some good, good posts there, but we're going to do the, what is your Riverdale name? Oh yeah. Now it says first letter of your username and last letter of your username. So what do you want to go with for that? Well, I could just go based on my Reddit username. Oh, what's your Reddit username? It's um, Kirsten said. Kirsten said. Okay, so you're let's start with the K. Your first name is gonna be (laughs) Gerald Tallboy. And Gerald Tallboy? Yep. And then you're, so listening. Kirsten said, "ends in a D. So it's Gerald Tallboy Brown. Gerald Tallboy Brown. Okay.
0: If I was a boy, my real name would have been Gerald. So that's interesting. Right.
1: Yes. And um, if you had gone with Kirsten said what ending in a T, you would have been Gerald Tallboy the third. <laughs> well, and so, so I used to have Kirsten said what as a Reddit username, but
0: I deleted mm-hmm. it when the BB Can 6 debacle was happening because I was like, I don't know what said on Reddit. I'm out of here.
1: <laughs> okay, mine is officially worse for frail Mary. My first name is Pop and my last name is P. Pop P. I'm Pop P. <laughs> so I'm Pop P. Pop P. That's that's not Fox good. Cro- I'm just All gonna right. call you Poppy though. Gerald Tallboy Brown and Pop <laughs> P. Beautiful. All right, if anyone wants to find that, it's on Reddit. Okay lovely maybe i'll tweet it maybe i'll tweet out that link if i remember when editing this incredible okay everyone that's all for this wonderful episode thank you for joining us we'll be back for next week for episode three our last episode before the time jump it's graduation i we gotta imagine that this is when the jughead betty stuff is gonna come out we'll see with the cheating we'll see until then you can follow me online at frail mary on every platform and you can follow kirsten everywhere at kirsten said what check out her twitch stream tuesday's Thursdays and Saturdays, and also her new BoJack Horse Pod podcast yeah. with Lindsay Wilson. Yeah, with Lindsay Wilson, and yeah. we
0: are uh we're hot on uh, News AF's heels on the Canadian chart. So I really want to like just Ooh. overtake them, so people in Canada especially <laughs> could go awesome.
1: Follow. Speaking of the charts, if you now that it's you know the beginning of Riverdale season, perfect time to leave us a review. You can always find those links. For iTunes on our website, which is Kowski Cast, that's cow with a K. I will try to make that a little easier to find. But if you click on any of the Riverdale podcasts, it'll give you links to iTunes, both for the Kowski Cast feed and also for the Riverdale recap feed. If you search Kowski Cast on iTunes, you can find both of them. Yeah. So please leave us a review, five stars only. And we have one from Stan Cheryl that I can read. Yeah. Which says, "Best podcast ever! So excited for Riverdale to come back and for Mary and Kirsten to cover every insane moment." Listening to you two speculate and drag the show is one of the best things ever. Thank you both for all that you do and making this crazy dumb show even better. Thanks Thank Stan Cheryl.
0: Cheryl, we love you. We stand Cheryl yes. too.
1: Yes. We we do Stan Cheryl, although not as much this episode because girl got learned to wear blue and just accessorize with some red it's, occasionally. Yeah, it's we'll we'll see. We'll see when she gets her red
0: graduation gown next episode.
1: <laughs> yes. Also since this is, you know, the beginning of another season, we're not going to get to it for a little while but please leave us your suggestions on twitter of anyone that you would ever like us to do a spoiler deal with we also know that puya is watching this season so maybe we can get puya on again at some point to talk that would be kind of fun Get his get his takes on season five all right everyone that's all for this week until next time bye okay well when you look this up you get sheriff keller and that's just wrong So Arch P, Archp, Archie, Archie.
0: <laughs> Archie, I get to poison people. <laughs> yes.